In this week's episode, I'm joined by Nancy Harris, founder of Restart Consulting. This week, our conversation is about North Face's fight for drag queens and LGBTQ plus people, another state passing the Crown Act, and more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Nancy, will you please introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. My name is Nancy Harris. I am the founder and CEO of Restart Consulting. I officially call myself a people geek. I am really fascinated by people, organizational change, and have been working in the the DEI people and culture space for really about 20 plus years, but um, have my own business for about uh, seven. So again, I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that everybody can see me and I don't boot off all of a sudden. So <laughs> you, you sound great. Um, so tell me a little bit about your work specifically. Is there a specific type of client that you tend to work with? Yeah, so I do a lot of work in the social impact space. So um, probably about 80% of my clients are in the nonprofit foundation space. And I always say I like to work with leaders who want to change the world. So that is my my sweet spot. Awesome. Well, changing the world is part of my mission as well. So <laughs> I I absolutely hear you. So, you know, one of the things that I was reflecting on this month, it's Pride Month here in the United States. One of the things that I've been reflecting on is, you know, celebrating pride when there's so much oppression. You know, there's a lot of reasons to be negative. There's a lot of corporations which are backing down from standing up for LGBTQ plus folks. There are lots of anti-LGBTQ laws being proposed and, and actually passed, especially those that hurt transgender folks and particularly yeah. transgender young folks. So there's a lot of reasons to be, uh, to struggle, you know, new laws in Uganda. Like it's just, it goes on and on. And one of my team members, Irma, I was in a conversation with them and a client of ours last week, and, and Irma just started talking about trans joy. And I, I really felt a strong sense of, yes, there's got to be this joy. We have to lean into the joy. We have to find the joy. So, Nancy, I'm wondering if you can can relate to any of this. It's Joy, joy is something that is doesn't come easily to me. <laughs> it's something I'm working to cultivate more and more of in my life. With all the negative things that are happening, what I'm finding joy in is that 
I'm hearing and I'm seeing people saying that they're more committed than ever to doing this work. And so that is what's bringing me joy. So it's almost like it's this push of the negative. And then I'm hearing people saying, well, I'm going to do this. I saw a really interesting, um, you mentioned Uganda. I was listening to, um, I believe it was like the PBS NewsHour, and they were talking to uh, uh, someone in Uganda, and he was talking about like how he was just standing firm. And so that brings me joy. It's like it's it's seeing that yes, there's this push, and on the flip side, are people more than committed to more committed than ever before? Yeah, I think that there's something about the anti-diversity movement that gets us fired up, right? That gets us fired up to resist. And that causes more progress, which causes more pushback. And there's this whole cycle. And I think to being able to step back and remember that there is a cycle um, and all of this takes time and we're chipping away bit by bit. I think, you know, sometimes it's hard finding that patience, but we have to remember that and celebrate what we can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you a, a quick question. In all of the work that you're doing with your clients, what's giving you hope? Oh, it's, it's linked back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. What's giving me hope is I'm just, I'm seeing more and more commitments. And the leaders and the clients that I'm working with, not only are they more committed, but they're willing to take some more risks, which I think is, is one of the stories we're going to talk about. But they're willing to take more risks. They're willing to stand for more things. And so that is something that, that again, kind of gives me hope and something that makes me really excited and proud about the, the folks and clients that I work with. Awesome. I love that. Me too. I'm feeling the same way. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get into this week's good vibes. The first story comes from the National Park Service, which is working to incorporate more Black history into its storytelling about America. So right now they are considering the establishment of the Black Panther Party National Historic Park and other new parks related to civil rights, such as a park commemorating the civil rights workers from the, and the 1964 murders of civil rights workers, the lynching of Emmett Till in 1965 and so forth. You know, I read that article and I was thrilled to see that because, you know, and what made me excited about it. Yes. I, I would say probably long overdue and I'm glad that it's happening. And I think that it's, it's an excellent way to weave and integrate history in other ways, right? So as we talked about before, there's this kind of anti-DEI, you know, push and critical race, uh, you know, and we don't want to be teaching our history in schools in, in some particular areas of the U.S. So to me, I thought this is beautiful because it just shows like you cannot erase history. And so what an amazing opportunity to be able to have and demonstrate history in the national park so people can hear and learn everywhere. So I, I was I was thrilled to read that. Me too. All right, great. Well, the next story comes from the North Face, which is fighting back against the backlash they've received from conservatives because of their partnership with the drag queen Patagonia to promote their Summer of Pride event. So now, now a lot of there's been a bunch of backlash recently against 
Target, against Bud Light, about the um, LGBTQ inclusive pride campaigns or the their pride campaigns. And unlike the other companies that have faced the backlash and have sort of backed down, the North Face is standing by their partner. They're expressing support. And it's really showing that they're not backing down from the backlash. And I think we need to see more and more companies saying, you know what, this is it's a game that's being played by these, um, let's call them anti-diversity folks. And we're not succumbing to that pressure. Yeah, it's um I was thrilled to hear about North Face, disappointed in some of the other organizations that you mentioned as well. And I, th- I think what it demonstrates to me, and I'm curious what you think as well, too, is that you know, these are tough decisions that that leaders and organizations have to make. And it's just critical, you know, when we're doing this type of work and we're committing to this and we're saying that this is something that is part of our organizations and things that we we value in terms of equity and inclusion, you got to stick with the tough decisions and they may not always be popular. You know, certainly I, I, I you know, we won't get into some other organizations, but I, I, I know Target said that they felt that some of their employees may have been at risk. And I, I just have to say, you know, you, we've got to stick with, with tough decisions. And so I, I, I was, you know, you know, North Face, good for you for for standing firm in your decision. Because, you know, you know this, whenever a new organization is selecting, you know, a spokesperson, I mean, they go through rigor, they know who they're picking. So it's not like a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that there has to be um, that authenticity, that follow through, not only because your LGBTQ plus employees are going to expect it, but also because of the, the problem that's going to come. They're just jeopardizing not only their relationship with their employees, but also their customers. And I just think it's way too risky and, you know, as a brand, and I think it just makes a lot more sense to stick it, to stick with it. Yeah. To stick with it. It's yeah. just there's so much less damage to repair. Yeah. Okay. And I hope that people look at North Face and say, leaders that are are, are looking at examples say, yeah, this is an example of, of what you do. You stick with the decision that you make. Exactly. All right. The third story comes from the country of Mexico, which is the latest country in North America and following the U.S. and Canada to have a new policy allowing citizens to identify as non-binary on their passports. So now Mexican residents can now have uh, gender X as their marker. Mm-hmm. So we love seeing stories like this. They still make five things because they still don't happen very often. Yeah. But I love this coming from Mexico. Yeah, I was um, I was happy to see that as well, too. I mean, these big steps, progress, steps forward. and. Again, this indication for, I would say, these examples for, for other, you know, countries and other places um, to be able to see um, other examples. And so I think it was really, really good. And I was glad to see that. Yeah. And there's actually a, a population of indigenous folks in Oaxaca, Mexico called Mushe. And they are, they live as a third gender and they are really beloved members 
of their community in Oaxaca. And in fact, there was someone who's Mouche on the uh, cover of, I think, Vogue Mexico last year or the year before. So, you know, because they they have this like vibrant population of folks within their own country, I think it just makes a lot more sense to, to validate them and include them in this way. Okay, I am going to keep going. The next story comes from Texas, which now has the Crown Act. The Crown Act stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. And it aims to protect individuals from discrimination based on their natural hair in workplaces, school, and in housing. So it mostly affects black and brown folks with dreadlocks, braids, twists, and other natural hair. Crown Act in in Texas, Nancy, this is about the 20th state to have the Crown Act. Well, it's about time. And it should be not the 20th state. It should be all states. And um, I'm going to leave out my thoughts about some of the other things going on in Texas. But I will say good for Texas for moving that forward. And again, any other states out there listing need to, to move forward with a similar type of act. Yeah, I mean, first of all, when we're not protecting folks on the basis of natural hair, we're just creating these unfair standards of like what is professionalism, right? And there's no federal protection at all. So even if it's being chipped away on a state-by-state basis, I will take it. And yes, I think this probably is the first time I've ever given positive praise to the state of Texas in five things. I mean, for me, it goes back to, you know, what what and how are we defining professional? And so, you know, we've often done it through this lens of, you know, white, male, your hair's straight. And so it's debunking that. It's it's to me, it's like you can be professional no matter how you're showing up, no matter what your hair texture is. And I think it gives us, and I mean, I can speak as a, as a black woman, you know, the opportunity to show up fully as we are. And, and, you know, for years and years, you know, we've had to suppress, pretend, straighten, you know, to be deemed professional and it's ludicrous. And so I, I'm, 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 you know, it's it's unfortunate there has to be an act to say that, but good. <laughs> you know? Good. We will take the win, right? Yes. Yes. So the last story is coming from Chick-fil-A, which I has never been on five things. So it's uh also received conservative backlash. And they received conservative backlash because People realized the company, Chick-fil-A, had recently hired a vice president of DEI. Now, it's ironic because Chick-fil-A has actually had a history of partnerships with anti-LGBTQ organizations and has been boycotted by many people like me who love that Chick-fil-A chicken but go to Popeye's instead. So hopefully this means that Chick-fil-A is actually showing some commitment towards greater equity and inclusion. You know, I I just have to see what they do because historically Chick-fil-A has not been um, supportive at all of LGBTQ+. So to me, it's like, all right, 
I, I, that's like a wait and see. It's, 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 you know, are, are there going to be some policy changes? Are they going to show up and, and make some systemic changes? Um, then we'll see. Otherwise, you know, is it just performative? Who knows? I don't know. To me, that's, that, that's a, a question mark, but it's interesting that they're, you know, being put, being called woke because they, they have it, but we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> we will see indeed. And, uh, if there's anything more to celebrate about Chick-fil-A, you can bet that I'll be talking about it here in five things. Okay. In this week's call to action, I would love you to read this article and check out the photos in the show notes about trans joy on display at the trans youth prom in DC. It was outside the U S Capitol building last week. So check that out. Nancy, how can folks contact you? How can they stay in touch with you? The best way to contact me, um, LinkedIn, they can find me there, Nancy Harris. You can also find me on Instagram. It's at Restart Consult. Um, pretty, somewhat active on Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, and then of course my my website is restartconsult.com and folks can find me there as well too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Nancy. It has been a pleasure and I hope that you have a wonderful week. Thank Take you. Care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith. And I'll see you next week right here for five things in 15 minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.